You're listening to the Aim to Win podcast. I'm Wade Thomas, and I believe that every one of you has a wealth of potential just waiting to come out. And I'm here to help you reach that potential. So now, here's the Aim to Win podcast. Welcome back to the Aim to Win podcast. I'm Wade Thomas, and today I'm excited to have Chef D. Arthur. He's a personal chef, a food blocker, consultant, dope soul, and badass. <laughs> he has a lot of work around building community and uh, with using food. So I'm really excited uh, for this episode, and um, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. All right. Well, kind of start off, you know, I'd love to share you to share with the audience your story and, and how you got into this and the kind of things that you do and the passions you have around it. Okay. So, uh, like you said, my name is Chef D. Arthur or Desmond Robinson. Uh, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, born and raised, always wanted to be a chef. As early as I can remember, I had uh, an infatuation with food. I was always that kid in the kitchen rather than playing outside and playing basketball and hide and seek and all that kind of stuff. I was in the kitchen watching my mom go to work and she was a beast at it. So I learned from one of the best. Um, and so I was just fat, fat, infatuated with what she was doing in the kitchen. It wasn't like she was just using salt and pepper. That was it. She had a whole cabinet full of herbs and spices and all types of ingredients that I didn't even know. So I was very fascinated that all of these things combined can make a wonderful, flavorful dish or how you have to use the perfect balance of these things. You know, too much of this might overpower. Too little of this might not be enough. And so my mom taught me those basics, but it wasn't until... Um, around high school that I kind of wanted to explore the option of culinary school and being a chef. I always knew that I was fascinated by it, but the more, the older I became, the more it became like, okay, I could do this for a living. But at that time, um, there wasn't culinary school commercials on every channel. There wasn't a lot of information from guidance counselors about culinary school. It was just four-year college. And so after high school, I went to the University of Memphis and I loved it. I had an amazing experience. I was super involved on campus. Um, and then when I graduated, I didn't have a game plan. I graduated from the University of Memphis in 2007. Um, and the day after my graduation, I literally just went to Indeed.com and applied to any job that you could get with just a bachelor's degree. And so I very quickly picked up a job. And what I found was I was miserable. I absolutely hated the job. I absolutely was depressed. I had to be at work every morning at 8 a.m. I took the longest route I could to work from my parents' house. Um, if I got in the parking lot at 7.55 a.m., I would literally sit in my car for five minutes because I wasn't giving them any time they didn't pay for. I wasn't stepping foot in there until 8 a.m. I spent all day waiting on lunch, the rest of the day waiting on 5 p.m. I spent all week waiting on Friday, and when Sunday rolled around, I was depressed because it just meant I had to go back to work. So... After several months of doing that, I just was like, you know what? I have to do something else. This can't be what life is like for me. Um, and so at that point, I decided to go to culinary school. At that point, um, there was a lot more information about culinary school, the internet. Uh, we had smartphones by this time. We didn't have them when I was in high school. We had them by this time. So information was just a lot more accessible. Um, and so I started researching culinary school, and that took me to Atlanta to go to the Art Institute of Atlanta where I was only at for one quarter. Um, and the reason why I was only there for one quarter is because culinary school is crazy expensive. Like it's really, really pricey. And so, I, and I had already taken out a couple of loans for undergrad. And so I dropped out after that one quarter and just had a good time in Atlanta. Um, it was a great time. Uh, but eventually after about a year, my dad was just kind of like, all right, 
you have to do something else. Like you, <laughs> you have to figure out what you want to do with your life. And so what I did was I went to grad school. I went to LSU um, on a graduate assistantship, which means that they paid me to work at the university and I, um, they paid for my tuition. Um, and so that's not expensive, like culinary school, right? <laughs> um, and so I went to LSU um, for higher education administration. And like I said earlier, I was really, really involved in college. And so the second thing that I wanted to do after being a chef was to be involved with college students, college programming, uh, student involvement, student leadership. And so I went to grad school for that, graduated, and I thought I was going to get a job at any college across the world, not even just America. I would have applied anywhere but i ended up right back at memphis at the university of memphis my alma mater um and so i was doing it now i have a job that i like um i have a career actually that i like i enjoy i love my students but the chef thing just wouldn't back off i would sit in meetings i would sit in counseling session with students i would be teaching course and i would be thinking about food i would be thinking about recipes but I was frustrated because like now I have this great career that I went to grad school for. I tried the culinary school thing. It didn't work out. So it's just like, what do I do? What do I do? How do I get into this world? And so I ended up venting to a frat brother of mine who lived out in LA who had kind of just jumped out on faith, faith to follow his dreams. Um, and he was like, you know what? I'll link you with a chef buddy of mine out here in LA. She's doing amazing work. She has a story just like yours. She had a great corporate job where she was making a lot of money, but she just was unfulfilled and just quit one day and just started a catering company. And now she's out here cooking for celebrities and she's cooking for movie sets and TV shows. She does amazing work. Y'all should talk. We set up a time to talk. And what she said to me on that phone call changed my life. She basically told me, you know, everywhere you go, cook. Everywhere you go, talk about food. Every restaurant you go to, try something different. Make food such a part of your life that people become to know you as that guy who cooks well or is a foodie or is that. And I don't know what's going to come from that, but eventually something positive will manifest from you just making food a part of your world like that. And so I hopped off the phone with her immediately inspired, trying to figure out where I could cook at this very instant. Um, and a friend of mine had an event coming up in Memphis at the time. He had a, a fashion pop-up shop. I got straight off the call with her, hopped on a call with him and asked him, did he have a caterer for the event? He did not, but he said he didn't have a budget for it. I said, I would cater it free of charge. I just have to cook for people. I just need to get my, my name out there. Not even my name out there. I just need to do this. I need to be in the food world. Um, so he allowed me to cater his event free of charge. I got some $15 business cards made. I went to Walmart and got some uh, cheap tablecloths. I got a friend of mine to make a centerpiece. I made uh, chicken lasagna cupcakes. It was the dish that I made for the first time. And it was a hit. It was a hit. People took those business cards and they started calling. And they wow. didn't stop calling. And it grew and it grew and it grew. And it got to the point where, um, at this point, I was working another job as a trainer at a hospital in Memphis. It got to the point where I had to choose between my career or at that time my side hustle of having a catering company and I chose the side hustle and it just kind of took off from there and just hasn't stopped and so now yeah. I'm in New York um, personal chef private chef I've had some private chef clients NBA clients I've cooked for some of my favorite musicians um, I travel all over the country and sometimes abroad, just cooking for different um, people, whether it's an intimate dinner for two, whether it's an NBA client training for the season, whether it's a uh, 
corporate, a small corporate event, whether it's a big wedding, whatever you need food for, I am willing to travel to make that happen. And it's, it's going really, really well. So that's a not so brief synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. You know, it's, um, you know, it's a great story because you kind of started off down a more traditional path, but then you kind of found your calling and, you know, you didn't go halfway. No. You know, you went, you went all in. And there's no, I don't think there's no, I don't think that there's any way that you can go halfway. You either have to fully commit or don't mess with it at all. Yeah. Yeah. You see it all the time though. You see people that just dabble and, you know, I think if you'd have dabbled, yeah, you, you could cook things here and there and you'd still be miserable in, um, in some eight to five jobs somewhere. And, um, but living it, living it, I love how you said that everything was food. That was the advice that was given to you is just talk about food, live food. And when you live your dream like that, you know, it does manifest. it did yeah it did that was that was her advice it's it's crazy because a few years later i was in la cooking and she just happened to be at the event and i don't i don't we had never seen each other face to face i'm not sure that we were either even facebook or whatever it was at the time instagram twitter friends but i saw her at that event and i grabbed her and i was like you changed my life (laughs) (laughs) You, you like that advice you gave me and she was looking at me like what but then when she processed who i was um she was like wow that's amazing and like literally every year on my catering anniversary i always tell that story about how how that advice was was shifted for me yeah you know it, it is it's a great story even beyond the food world so the story for whatever somebody's passion is to just jump in and go all in and um when you did that and you did it like the next day but did you ever have any doubts or you did, it, did you have any fear with that um, originally there were no doubts because originally I wasn't setting out to start a company. I wasn't setting out to necessarily be a chef. I think in my mind, I was creating a food blog. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just was using that event to serve free hors d'oeuvres as an opportunity to kind of spread the word. Even the business card that I created said that it was, I think it was called making the chef. So the concept was a guy who wanted to become a chef and, and couldn't go to culinary school. I couldn't start as a line cook and work my way up to the top because at that point I had big bills and that, and that wouldn't wouldn't pay my big bills. So this was me creating a blog about my journey of trying food and creating recipes to become a chef. It even said aspiring chef. But what happened was people didn't treat it like a blog. People treated it like a catering company. Yeah. Um, and people start paying catering company rates. And so it just manifested or, 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 or transitioned into a catering company, but that was not my original intent. Yeah. It kind of took you, it, it kind of grabbed you as opposed to you, uh, you know, kind of. Playing it, did. It, it absolutely manifested into something that I didn't even envision and it just didn't stop. It hasn't, it still hasn't stopped. Yeah. You know, that's the, um, that's the remarkable thing is and how those things seem to work is, they keep going and going and going unless we put something in to stop them, whether we have the limiting beliefs or, you know, the fear. And so that's, that's a great story. I agree. Yeah. The fear didn't really come. Well, first of all, as I continued to grow, fear began to come just because the opportunities got a little more critical. The opportunity, they became more high stakes. Um, I didn't have a business license. I didn't have a business plan. I didn't have insurance. And so literally I'm having to figure out all of these things. And so with those, with each step, I'm having to figure out, you know, new information and learn more stuff. And so there was some fear in that, like, what if I picked, 
you know, sole proprietor versus LLC <laughs> versus corporate, you know, what if I pick the wrong thing? And, and you have this venue saying, I need this license by the end of the week. And you're looking at all of this paperwork and you're having to hurry up and make a decision. So there was some fear about, and at one point I was catering out of my apartment and just making sure that I was practicing food safety the best I could out of this very small space. So there was some fear, but it wasn't paralyzing enough for me to stop. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how it's more complicated than just uh, food. <laughs> but, uh, oh, food is the easiest part of all of this. <laughs> the actual cooking is the part that is just kind of easy breezy. Once you get into the paperwork and then you have to have, now you have to have servers and you have to have staff and like, yeah. taxes and it just gets real out of here. Oh yeah, I hear you. <laughs> but you know, food, food at a space definition is, you know, the fuel we need for our body to sustain ourselves. But it's really more than that, right? Yes. You know, Talk about kind of your view of food and how it fits into you know the world in general. I think food is love. I think so oftentimes we there's so much going on in the world and there's so much going on in our own personal lives, but a really really good meal, excuse me, can shift your attitude. It can shift shift your energy. Um, I know some people's like, I had all of this going on in my life. And then whatever my favorite dish is that my mom makes, she made it for me. And every, I just tasted it and everything was just cool. Or, you know, so oftentimes we have so many different opinions and, and things that we don't agree about in society. But like food is that thing that is just kind of like food and music, I think, are the two things that just brings everybody together. So for me, food is love. The way it's prepared, the way it's presented. Um, the way people receive it, everything about food for me is love. Yeah. You know, it really, it's, it, it's got a transformational power about it. It does. And uh, yeah, it does. It really, it's really like, does. It's really exciting. And, you know, I, you know, I, I am a, uh, you know, I didn't get the, the same bug that you got, but I've always been passionate about food myself and, uh, and spent a lot of time with food cooking and, uh, you know. I believe you have what it takes. We were talking about cooking from scratch offline. Now I, I want my plate. <laughs> When I come to LA, I want my plate. <laughs> All right, deal. <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, but you know, it really is a chance to build that sense of community and, um, and love and family and all those kind of things. And, you know, that's, that's one thing that has come out of these times we're in, you know, we're kind of all locked in our houses. Um, you know, part of me feels bad that I'm not patronizing the local restaurants and helping those small business people out. But it has really been an opportunity for me to, to spend time and enjoy the cooking and enjoy the family meals together and, and things like that. Um, so for people like, like me that are sort of living through these difficult times, maybe they don't have the same passion for food or the same you know, aptitude. What kind of advice do you have for them? Um, the advice I would have is like, now is the time. Now is the time to learn more about food. Even if you consider yourself to be the worst cook in America, I think that's a show on, on Food Network. <laughs> Even if you think you can't cook, I think that everybody has what it takes to get through the basics and all of the information that you need to kind of navigate the basics is out there. Um, I will put myself out first as a resource. You can follow me on www.chefdarthur.com or follow me on Instagram, chef underscore dArthur. And I have a lot of recipes that I don't, if you DM me about a step in my recipe, or if you have uh, some questions about an ingredient, I don't mind responding to you or, or talking you through it. Literally Google and YouTube have all of the information you probably ever needed in life. Um, 
when I first started, like I said, I did not complete culinary school. I only went to culinary school for one quarter. And in that one quarter, we never stepped foot in the kitchen. We had to wear full chef attire in a classroom. I took nutrition, food safety, and something else that didn't require me to cook anything. Um, and so when I actually started the catering company and people would ask me to make things I had never made before, Google and YouTube were my go-tos. There are just so many resources right now where you can find quick and easy recipes. They have so many companies now where you can literally order like a Blue Apron and, and I can't think of any other companies off the top, but there's so many companies right now where uh, you can literally just order the ingredients and they come prepackaged and all you have to do is follow a few instructions and you have a, a great meal. So it's just a lot of resources out there. I will say, keep your refrigerator stocked with the basics. Um, for me, the basics are um, a few good canned goods that you can't, that won't spoil fresh. We talked about this earlier offline too. Uh, frozen vegetables, just in case we're at home for a while and that there's any kind of food shortages, anything like that. Those things that are still can be kind of healthy and will last a stretch of a while. Um, but yeah, take advantage of all of the information and resources that are out there as it, as it pertains to food. It's so much, even if you can't cook, it's information out there for you. Yeah, you know, it, it is It's it is very readily available. And I'll tell you, one of the habits I've had throughout my life is you know, I've tried to cook two or three new meals each week that I've never cooked before. And it's amazing what's out there on Google. <laughs> How's that going? How's everything tasted so far? You know, every now and then you miss. But you know, that's the thing about <laughs> it, is you can't be afraid to miss. You know, I mean, it doesn't happen that often because it's not a very exact science. It's more about taste and, uh, you know, what's good for you. And unless you're, you know, baking something really fancy. But uh, yeah, I agree. I think baking is more of an exact, sci exact science. But when it comes to cooking savory food or food, you know, your breakfast, lunch and dinner or something to get you through the week, you can literally just kind of play around yeah. and get to where you want to be. And you know what, you know, and if uh, you do mess something up and your kids look at you funny, there's always chicken nuggets in the freezer. Hello. <laughs> Hello. They're always, Tyson's and all of the other, Purdue, all of them are always making nuggets. Yep. That's so true. So, yeah, that's, that's the kind of advice I would have is don't be afraid of it. And, uh, and look at the resources online. And we'll link your stuff up on the show notes as well. It's a great place to start. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, we have a lot of recipes. Traditionally, I like to, you know, the recipes to be really elaborate and specific and fancy, but like since Corona hit or COVID-19 hit, I've been having to dial it back and make sure that they're extraordinarily um, user-friendly, that people can read. If, you know, a, a lot of people, their local grocery stores are already out of certain ingredients. So, you know, it's something that you can substitute very, very easily. And so a lot of chefs are in the same situation where they're putting out that content that they've not been putting out and making it extraordinarily um, user-friendly for all of the people who want to try those recipes out. So now is the time. We Now is the time to cook, but not just cook anything that you ever thought you might be mildly interested in. There's so many free resources online. Now is the time to just indulge. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it is. And you have the time to do it, and it brings families together. It does. It really, really does. And I think what's going to happen is a lot of people are going to leave out of this quarantine situation really, really good cooks. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so because um, you know necessity, right? Yeah, you didn't know you had you didn't know you could do it until you had to do it. Yeah, and and one of the lessons learned out of this, and, and you know this, but you don't have to follow recipes exactly. 
in most cases. And, no. you know, it's, uh, and with the shortages and everything like that, I mean, you, you know, you kind of got to learn what substitutes for what and, you know, what you can get away with, which is probably just about everything. You know? Yeah. Once you know the basics and the fundamentals, you can officially, officially play around after that. Yeah. Like once you know that these flavors generally pair well together, so if I try it with this instead this time, it should still same have the same effect. Once you can get that type of understanding, or this cook, cooking technique works this way, when I make this dish, I'm going to try that same cooking technique with this protein instead this time, and then you realize that it turned out very similar, and now you have a understanding of the fundamentals or the basics. Yeah, and that's that's the fun part about it, isn't it? It is. People ask me all the time, what's my favorite dish to make? And I say all the time that I don't have one. What I like to do is create. I like to explore. I like to learn in the kitchen. I like to taste different things. And what's helped me to be able to do that is just an understanding of the basics and the fundamentals. If I have a general understanding of the cooking techniques, I have a general understanding of flavors and how they pair well together. Now I have a general understanding of how I can make a unique dish without any direction or instruction. Yeah. You, you know, it's uh, that's the fun part, but you know, what excites me about your story too, kind of going back is um, you got, you, you're here today because you hung out with your mom in the kitchen. <laughs> I am going to record this part of the podcast and send it to her. She would love it. But yeah, literally I was, I was that kid that I, I wasn't athletic. Um, I didn't have a lot of friends growing up. So like mom's in the kitchen hooking it up and she was such a great cook. And you know, that's when, you know, they say stay out of grown folks business, but that's exactly where I wanted to be yeah. grown folks business. So I'm in the kitchen, um, listening to her talk on the phone to whomever she's talking to and watching her make this food. And so I just naturally gravitated towards it just based off of watching what she was doing. Yeah. You know, and, and thinking about it today, as we're all sitting here, a lot of us have kids sitting here and, you know, the online schooling and all that kind of stuff. What an opportunity to really, um, you know, teach them to cook, give them that opportunity to express themselves because you got to find stuff for them to do anyway. And uh, I agree. I agree. This is a time for them to learn how to cook. My mom was adamant. Like my brother, my younger brother, he's not a chef. He's a, a, a first responder, a fireman, but he can cook very, very well. My mom was adamant that we would not go out into the world and not know how to take care of ourselves. And so I think this is a good time to teach your kids that, you know, everybody's stuck at home together. All of us can learn together. Yeah. And I actually have a friend, a chef buddy of mine, who she's a, more of a baker who does these, um, virtual online cooking classes for kids um so that's a good resource as well yeah you know it's uh they're out there and it is it's a it's exciting time it can be creative mm -hmm. um you know they're not running around to the school things everything's closed nobody's an athlete right now <laughs> right right there's nowhere to go there's you know we can't congregate we have to social distance i've seen people like literally in the park just making sure that there's a certain amount of feet apart and so it's kind of like you can't do a lot right now so now's the time to be with your loved ones now's the time to pick up that hobby now's the time to learn how to make that dish now's the time to teach your children how to do whatever it is that they you know you've been putting off whatever i saw somebody say i've had this issue with my car for um, a couple of years now and it was just a matter of me getting the part and doing it myself i googled it did it myself now everything is great so whatever that thing is that you've been putting off if you can do it from home 
now's the time. And cooking is one of the best things. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and that's a great point. You know, I, I hear, I've heard from a few people, I think it's the extroverts that I hear from, but uh, <laughs> it's going crazy and, you know, and you know, I'm an introvert, but so maybe that's part of the reason, but I'm not really going crazy because it's giving me extra time. I am spending more time with the kids. I'm spending time doing those things. Um, I don't really need to do anything with my car because I can't drive anywhere anyway. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, it is. It's like the cooking projects and the uh, the house projects and, you know, mostly the work projects, you, you know, just really kind of keep you going. And, you know, we're going to be doing this for a while. Right. And I, I think it's, uh, you know, the more that we can come up with this great creative ways to really, you know, bond, you know, with our families and our, you know, our friends, you know, I, I'm going to have dinner. I'm going to have dinner and wine with a friend of mine at some point over zoom, you know, it's a, you know, it's a great opportunity. So I just, you know, great stuff and cooking is just such a great outlet. I, I, I don't disagree with any of that. I, I, one thing that you said was like that we're probably be going to be doing this for a while. I think a lot of people just thought it was going to be a couple of weeks in max or a couple of days. Some people maybe even thought, but we might be doing this for a little while. And so um, at some point, cooking is not just going to be like a hobby that you finally learned how to do. At some point, it's going to be a very extreme necessity. So now is the time to learn. Yeah, it really is. Well, great stuff. I really appreciate you taking the time. And, uh, you know, it's it's good to kind of keep our heads up and, and do something fun. I've thoroughly enjoyed myself. And yeah, uh, even this was fun. I, I had a couple of uh, different um, interviews I was supposed to be doing or podcasts that we were tr trying to schedule out. Um, and so right now is the time. Everybody is sitting down. Everybody's schedule is uh, slowed down. Zoom is all over the place. And so you're able to just kind of knock out a lot of really, really great tasks that you've been meaning to get around to. And so I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy that our time, our schedules aligned um, and we were able to talk today. Yeah, it's great. Well, thanks. And, uh, you know, I, I wish you luck in the business and uh, keep living that dream. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yes, thanks. <laughs>